0: all right what's going on ladies and gentlemen i'm here with eric or it guy from uh the pseudo show and eric good to have you
1: hey glad to be here
0: everyone that has been on here it, it, these are taylor video game days the last few of i kind of have an inclination of like them personally like i've we've interacted but not as much as i have with like jill or wendy right obviously
1: I'll regular uh, regular creator meetings that's about it.
0: Yeah. So, or trolling Michael. Yeah, that that's that's uh, can we list that as a hobby?
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> is that a hobby or a profession? Uh, it's a profession if I'm trolling Ryan. <laughs> and I'll give you the profession of trolling Michael. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> for those that don't know, the show is about tailored video game experiences, whether or not we try to get outside of our little bubbles that we normally wouldn't do for games. What is generically your forms of entertainment? You know, like music, movies, you know, genre, genres. I guess um, for games too. So way back when,
1: back uh, back before Rona, back in the early days, uh, I loved going to live concerts. Uh, that hasn't been uh, a thing, obviously, for the last year or so. Um, but it has actually freed up my time. I've read more books in the past year and a half than than I have in a long time. Uh, some of them are technology related. Others are. Uh, I've been on a high fantasy kick lately, believe it or not. Um, uh, but one of one of my one of my passions has always been gaming. I have dived into dived. That's great English. I've uh, a, as you can tell, I, I speak for a living. And uh, a, a lot of the time uh, it's video games, but I've also played different board games. Uh, and I've uh, last two years, I've become a huge D&D nerd. Uh, I I'm actually a dungeon master uh every other week uh, on Sundays. Um and uh I, I've really fallen in love with D D and uh more in love with RPGs. So when it comes to video games, um that that's been directly reflected because for the longest time it was Halo, it was uh Modern Warfare. Um and then uh, one of one of my biggest loves has has always been StarCraft 2. Um Starcraft was probably the First PC game I ever played, uh, but uh, what what you and I got talking about, uh, kind of in the pre-show and leading up to 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 our recording was that lately I've I've gotten more into RPGs. If it if it's not turn-based um, strategy games like Civilization or even real-time like like Stellaris has been one of my favorites lately, uh, but uh, probably my big addiction right now and what I find myself playing even if I just have ten minutes is Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, so that RPG fantasy, um, I, I love the fact that it's it's such an open game. Um, I I especially love the fact that I can play it under Linux without too much trouble. Uh, the the most recent update aside, but uh, <laughs> I've I, my my over the last couple of years, and and D and D definitely has a lot of a uh, lot of influence on that. But my interest has shifted away from just straight first person shooters more into
0: uh, RPGs. So. Seeing how you're the D and D nerd currently, what edition?
1: I've only actually played uh, D and D Five E, but um, from I've looked at some of the other editions, and uh, I I think I came into D and D at the right time, just because some of the older versions were so mechanic heavy. (laughs) And while I I like how a lot of that's been streamlined, so I I can get a little bit of both. I can I can get into the role play, but I still do like going and blowing stuff up, you know, magic missile, just everything.
0: <laughs> F- fire, fireball, everything.
1: <laughs> in, in fact, my, uh, my, my, my better half, uh, we, we tease her because in our group, we, we call her Direwolf because we went through uh, one of my buddies was DMing and we went through this really horrendous battle uh, our 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 healer was was out of spell slots most of us were at low health and we'd won we we managed to get our <laughs> loot we were literally walking home and on a hill far far from our our party was uh, was a, a direwolf and uh, and my 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 wife decided that uh um uh, oh that could be hostile fireball and all of us went. No, what are you? And sure enough, she rolled the dice, and so that that became canon. And uh, <laughs> we all got mauled nearly to death by a pack of uh, of dire wolves. So for the last year and a half, that's been her nickname when it comes to our D and D group.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> We're probably gonna get into some D and D nerd talk because I do love me some D and D. Uh, I started back in like the the late '90s, mid '90s mm-hmm. with it, so I remember I like the streamlinedness of five, but I love the the range of different subclasses and details and all that stuff from like second edition mm-hmm. because of what you have like your your kits and you're like much much more they're more defined. but like you could have different like your you'd have your class and then you'd have like a sub kit of like in that class like if you were a ranger you would have like the stalker kit for Mm it and it was it just added a little bit of flavor and diversity to the generic you're a ranger kind of deal
1: well I mean, to be fair, uh, I, th- I think I uh, think I think Wizards of the Coast has started to kind of correct that a little bit as as D and D five has has expanded and as some of the new modules come out. They've included additional subclasses, um, and that that kind of helps. And then there's there's been blogs and and wikis everywhere about how to build uh, a D and D five character towards uh, a subclass that maybe doesn't exist. So if you uh, if all you want to do is fire, then uh, I mean, who, who doesn't? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so there's there's like unofficial subclasses, that, ideas on how to build your character, what skills to get, what uh, what stats to to really pay attention to, things like that. Um, so I think it's I I definitely think it was a good thing moving to a less mechanic intensive. And now now that they've taken that step back, and now that they've got a lot of momentum in in the community again, um, it's it's something that's really uh, they've they've kind of started to put things back in.
0: Yeah, which is really cool. And FYI, for those that ever want to mess with a DM at all, just become a chronomancer. This episode of Gamester is brought to you by DigitalOcean and their app platform. DigitalOcean's app platform service is a solution to build modern cloud-native apps. Use a simple, intuitive, visually rich experience to rapidly build and deploy, manage, and scale apps support for Node.js, Python, Go, PHP, Ruby, static sites, Docker, and container images. It's highly scalable, zero infrastructure management. What does that mean? Well, you simply point to your GitHub or GitLab repositories and let App Platform do all the heavy lifting. It handles the infrastructure, app runtimes, dependencies, so that you can push code to production in just a few clicks. Gives you secure apps so they create, manage, renew your SSL certifications, and also protect your apps from DDoS attacks or encoded with little to no customization. That platform uses open cloud-native standards and automatically analyzes your code, creates containers, and runs them on Kubernetes clusters. As a listener at Gamesphere Podcast and a member of the DLN community, you can get it started for free. Actually, better than free, because DigitalOcean is giving you a $100 credit when you go to dln. again, Go to do.co/dln to get started with your hundred dollar free credit on DigitalOcean's new app platform. We want to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode of Gamesphere. Speaking of RPG elements and your level of first person shooter stuff, though, I I could have made the recommendation of something along the lines of like a Mass Effect or you know, mm-hmm. any of those kind of games, but this is kind of going outside that kind of sphere of generic unfortunately and i don't want to talk about crappy endings to a game oh. <laughs> <laughs> so ooh, i decided to throw a game at you that it had two really great movies and anything after those two movies has been terrible yeah i'm not sure how you can screw up
1: that much lore over that many years with that many different people involved
0: <laughs> Well, oh, all i'm gonna say is when the tv show was uh. bad I actually enjoyed the TV
1: show. It started out good, uh, but it f- I felt like it fell off very quickly.
0: Uh, after the first season. And then the, then you have the ending, and that was bad. So for those that are wondering... Yeah, we, we won't talk about that. What, no. Well, thank you, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that are wondering what game we're talking about, this game is called Terminator Resistance, if you couldn't figure it out by the, the, the title or something that is done by uh, Taon, who... They don't have the best track record when it comes to developing video games. Uh, They have a lot of on-the-rail shooters. They somehow managed to screw up a uh, Rambo game and make it dumb, generic on-the-rail shooter, but with a bow and arrow. (laughs) (laughs) When I made this recommendation, my expectations were pretty low. Not going to lie. Between the films and the previous developer history, I did not have high expectations. But my expectations aside what were your initial thoughts when I made this recommendation? <laughs> so Terminator granted, and I we, we talked a lot
1: about dD and, and high fantasy and that kind of thing but uh, my, my first real love was science fiction. I grew up uh, on Star Trek on uh, on Star Wars uh, on, on a lot of different science fiction It was all space-based and and that was that was the thing until well through college being a big sci fi nerd, terminator was always something i was excited about especially when i got into computers now it's like okay action flicks and and sci-fi and uh and using technology to to go back through time you know all this, all these kind of things so i've always had a special place for terminator and they keep finding a way to 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 crush my spirits every time they release something new um, <clears throat> so i was based on when this was set i was a little worried because uh, you know the salvation movie was interesting <laughs> but
0: uh i <laughs> call it that
1: uh, it's, it's
0: the nicest word i could think of we, but it we got a lot of in... meme worthy stuff from christian bale from that thank you <laughs> right <laughs> but
1: uh, I, I was excited because Terminator is something I was excited about, and and I do I do still like my action shooters, even though I don't play them nearly as much. Mostly because as a dad and as somebody who works full time and hosts a podcast, usually by the time if I ha- actually get to put my my AMD graphics card to, to use, actually playing a video game, um, usually I'm pretty tired. So something something low speed, something that doesn't involve a lot of focus. Um, is usually what I go towards. So when I when I looked into this game when I first installed it, I was I was pretty excited. It you know let let's you know throw back to to my first person shooter days. Plus you know we talked about the whole RPG focus. Um, so there's there's a lot of skill trees. There's actually a lot of ways to customize your your build um, and get into crafting. So you can make your own ammunition uh, as you as you fairly early in the game actually. Um,
0: well as you can see i'm actually this is so people are wondering going to wonder where i'm actually at this is a fresh start that I, i'm maybe 10 minutes into the game uh you play the character of uh rivers and they jacob rivers if you've played mass effect if you've played probably fall um, I, I would say it falls more in line with fallout as far as like the way it's presented yeah definitely
1: had a fallout feel to it
0: uh though the choices actually do matter um so the one thing i do like is like right now i'm just looking down the bar of the gun. uh these guys really didn't have the lighting effects because a lot of the things in terminator specifically is a lot of the lighting mm-hmm. you know that bluish hue that a lot of the uh future scenes from a lot of the movies and stuff have and i'll give these guys credit for a lot of what i've played for further down the line and saw with this is there's actually people who really understand and like this franchise
1: yeah that was definitely one of the things that that i noticed very early on i mean even even before you're through the tutorial mission was the the atmosphere it was very eerie it was very uh the the atmosphere the scenes the the ambient noise everything was very much like those future based scenes that That you saw even as early as the first couple of terminator movies
0: you're in pasadena california and in the game uh your entire team has been wiped out and you meet the survivors of this civilian portion of that have been wiped out or heading to an evac zone Uh, jennifer and Mm -hmm. her (laughs) <laughs> her brother patrick just like every other if you ever watched a kaiju movie kenny's they're annoying <laughs> kid actors tend to be annoying <laughs> kids in video games tend to be annoying uh the what did you think of like the graphic style though because like there's a lot of like animation and uh you know like these cutscenes are coming up uh this is not a high demanding video game as far as like what does it require in the cpu gpu stuff um i think the graphics work though Mm -hmm.
1: well for me and this is this is nothing against the game itself this is just personal preference so Mm -hmm. before before all the negative comments come you know scrolling through the video this this is just my thought this is my preference i felt like for the seriousness of the atmosphere i felt like for i mean there's there's no there's no uh limit to the amount of language that's involved in the game which was kind of another uh negative i felt but I mean, just this the seriousness of the atmosphere i didn't feel like that worked with with the the graphics that they used it it, it was too animated um actually i I've kind of felt like it would have worked better if it was something more like a modern warfare uh, type uh, type of it, of uh, of graphics mm-hmm but like I said, that's, that's personal preference. Um, I would have uh, a little bit more realistic graphics, I think would have matched the the sound effects, the music tracks, um, just this ominous feeling of you could turn the corner and there'd be a Terminator right in front of you.
0: My biggest thing is um, when it comes to the specifically like the graphics and stuff is um, the character animation kind of stuff and mm-hmm. whatnot. It doesn't feel as, as fluid say you would normally get in a higher budgeted mm-hmm. game, so yeah, this is not a first person uh first person game like a i can't even say like the follow games are like high budget as far as like their animation <laughs> stuff <laughs> um but it the the character modeling and what like their movement and stuff just feels stiff. I think is the mm-hmm. how, the best way I can yeah that's, describe that's it. Great explanation. Uh, you you mentioned the the, the audio. Mm-hmm. I do want to mention that yes, they actually do have the classic classic <laughs> theme on the intro screen. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. As soon as the game loaded, I, I was taken back. It was it was great to hear the the classic theme and not not something custom written or taken from one of the other movies. It was the classic Terminator's uh, soundtrack and it, it felt good. And, and, uh, I even, I even sent, uh, I even sent a message to Matt. The first time I loaded it up, I took a screenshot because the title screen starts with those red glowing eyes from a metal terminator. And it's just between that and the soundtrack, you're just immediately like, okay, I know exactly what what is coming this is it just kind of helped get you in in the mood and in fact by the time by the time you get to the camp i actually had uh because i've got a 2.1 sound system on my on my desk here mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: but by the time i got that far into the game i actually pulled out my my in-ear uh my in-ear headphones just to really get that full feel i want i want to blot out everything else around me i really just want to be brought into the game and not gonna lie there was one point something jumped out at me and i'm pretty sure i jumped
0: (laughs) it's open world but it's more hub open world um so there there's like predefined corridors and kind of ways to go to stuff uh it opens up a little bit but really it's pretty structurally straightforward on how to do stuff it it just You you can sneak up on enemies and that kind of stuff, and you can you know sneak around and try to get better vantage points and stuff. But overall, it's pretty. If if example like there's a spider bot right here, or it's like what do you do? Do you shoot it? Do you you know mm-hmm. oblivion or any of those type of Bethesda games? If you hit E and you hit <laughs> hit E again, you take everything. Uh, th- this game is about hoarding, kind of like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> other games in similar structure but this is very much a uh very much done in a fps way that i don't think a lot of other games have done because i've played the fallout games and for Mm -hmm. me they just it they're very not good first person shooters
1: (laughs) well and i kind of had a similar reaction and and i'm glad you mentioned fallout because Actually had two different reactions to the game. The first time I played through, maybe about an hour or so, and it was like, "Yeah, this is this is okay. This is this is going to be hard to 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 then come on the show and talk about." But I i gave it a couple of days. I set it aside. Um, I, I was on this Stellars kick, and it's like, "Okay, I'm going to feed that, and then then I'll come back." And so, uh, just the other day, I loaded back up i just said all right i want to sit down i want to try and get through the next couple of chapters and let's let's see what happens and when i sat down the second time it fallout really came to mind collecting all the resources um doing some crafting uh just the way the world was laid out it's like okay so this is not like a real action rpg this is this is much more in the style of fallout this is so i have to conserve resources i have to be much more cautious because the enemies are even even on normal difficulty the enemies are fairly strong i mean you you eventually can get to the point where you can just you know two or three shot a a spider bot but once i changed my approach of this is this is not uh this is not uh this is not like halo where you'd never Really run out of ammo. <laughs> you you've got to conserve. You've got to be smart about how you pick your engagements. When it, when I went in with a little bit more caution um, and really focused on like developing my skill lines of okay, I, every time I walk out there I get mowed down. So let's let's get health. Okay, that that makes it so that I can stand in a fight a little bit longer. Um, or, what if I start avoiding fights? So, I, I upgraded my stealth and then I focused on my weapons. And it's like, okay, now this is starting to make sense because I can now, if I pick my engagements, if and, and throwing a pipe grenade at, uh, at one of the heavy armored turrets is, is great fun watching it explode. Uh, but when I came at it from a different perspective, just getting a better idea of, of how the game is meant to be played really changed my, my opinion of the game.
0: 'Cause I remember playing like the, the uh Two Judgment Day uh right. ar- arcade game. Right. Like uh, with the like the actual like you know, mm-hmm. firearm and stuff on the on the cabinet. Oh, I love those. And yeah, for quarter drainers those were. Uh <laughs> yeah, no no joke. But that's the one thing I remember is that a lot of these uh games aren't are developed in a way that it's meant for more instant gratifications are running gun and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like even, and I'm not the biggest fan of, uh, <laughs> certain genres of games like, uh, call of duty, but mm-hmm. that, that is the mindset in a lot of the call of duty games, you know, right. get, get good kind of deal. And that's not what this is. This is very strategic. It's more mm-hmm. plotting. It's not one of those games where I can go and just kind of play everything and just be like, okay, whatever. And not, mm-hmm completely disengage my brain. Right. Right. This is one of those. I literally have to actually start thinking about the skills and all the stuff that you're going to worry about. Um, So like right now, most people are probably wondering where I'm at. Uh, I'm looking for survivors right here. So that's the biggest thing I've found for me personally is like, it's just finding the right mindset. Sometimes, if a game doesn't grab you in the first hour or two, it's really tough to actually get enjoyable into it. Yep. And like you, for me, like the first hour of this, it was like, eh, it's kind of like one of those, just like, I'm either going to die a lot or this is terribly mm-hmm. built, you know, kind of game. Yeah. And once I kind of took the, the fallout vibe to it instead, having played, cause I, I love new Vegas. Uh, like if I have all the fallout games, like new Vegas is easily my favorite. This allows taking that mindset to it Mm -hmm. ends up changing how you view the game. And I think that is something, unfortunately, sometimes we, because we have how our preconceived notions of games are that we don't always look at them differently. Like, okay, this is not the way it's meant to be played. So Mm -hmm. why are we attempting to make it be played this way?
1: Yeah, I mean, you really had to get over that that preconceived notion because I'm sure like a lot of folks would look at Terminator. And especially, I mean, I talked about the title screen, how I just was grabbed by the title screen already. I mean, if you think about it, even the first couple of Terminator movies, there was not a lot of complex storytelling. Um, there was this huge world uh, that that they kind of told you about as, as the, the first two movies went along. But there, there was not a deep plot. I mean, none of the characters had any dark, surprising twists or anything. So I kind of expected that just because just because the world that this game was set in, I kind of expected something similar. But, I mean, granted, none of the characters I've, I've met so far are that in-depth, but I kind of expected more of a run and gun, uh, and I'm just waiting for Arnold to show up and start shooting things. Um, but that's that's not really what you get. Um, so it it really did take that that shift in mindset to realize that this isn't just a running gun that I have to be smart about this. And and when I came at it that second time, it really was more enjoyable. And I actually got out of this this initial uh, this initial <laughs> map fairly quickly. So
0: that, that helps. Yeah, definitely does. Like like I said, the the biggest thing is, is I think just getting over your your like preconceived takes on on. Um, how to approach it because unfortunately like you said we do tend to approach it kind of based on our notions of how we've played other things in the past and I'm probably going to die (laughs) here so for unlike Ryan I make no qualms about this I suck at first person shooters Uh,
1: (laughs) I I wish I were still good at first person shooters but yeah, you know, back, back when I could play for four or five hours every Friday night and and have a drink with with my buddies and you know play until two in the morning, I I could keep up. But nowadays, when uh, when when you get uh, sniped and and the the person on the other team who's laughing at you is like eight years old, it's like yeah, I, I need to I need to find either just play single player only from here on out <laughs> or pick a different genre of game.
0: Yeah, Yeah. So, like, there's certain elements here that you can tell, like, because you got the cutscene playing right now, and it's, like... The dark, grungy look works, because it's Terminator. But, like, the, you can tell, like, some of the, like the, the band textures and stuff are just, like, blurry, and mm-hmm. that was kind of one of the other things I noticed about that was it just really, really... I don't want to say short-sighted in, in it, but it really hurts doesn't hurt it but doesn't help it right because like right now uh some of the characters have that really stiff like dead eye uh character facial Mm -hmm. that you see um jacob maybe they
1: all just got too much botox
0: well i mean they are in pasadena so uh, (laughs) (laughs) close enough to hollywood (laughs) there you go (laughs) jacob's probably the only one that has more natural kind of facial movement that I've seen so far. What was the thing that you liked the best about this game from what you've played so far?
1: Um once I kind of got a feel for how the mechanics worked and how the game expected you to progress, um I did like uh, I I did like some of the situational engagements. Um like in the after after this coming cutscene you get sent out and you pick up two or three side quests and then your your main mission and you and like like you were talking about, you end up in a space that's a little bit more open. It's a little bit less less structured, so you can kind of explore a little bit. Um, and and when you get close enough, it'll it'll pop up on your HUD that you're close to an objective. And and then there's there's this um, detector mode or a, a, a investigator mode, something along those lines, that can it's got x-ray vision among other things so you can kind of scope out the area you're getting ready to run into because the first time i did that i ran out into into what was what used to be a parking lot and got mowed down by two two flying scouts and and a heavy turret and it's like oh well that was dumb (laughs) so the second time kind of kind of surveyed it kind of scoped it out you you get a feel for the patrol patterns for some of the different units. So you wait, okay, there went the two flying things. Okay, now the heavy turret's looking the other way. Now I can move forward and get to the objective and avoid that engagement altogether instead of, oh, I ran out of ammunition about halfway through that engagement and then quickly died.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, yeah, the uh, that's probably something we should have mentioned is there is essentially detective vision from the batman arkham games mixed with uh uh, night vision from probably the modern warfare games yeah and that's probably the best indication of what it will do for you because you can see through walls Mm -hmm. but it's not like superman see through walls it's one of those like outline kind of Mm -hmm. vague you don't know really what's in front of you other than it's a wall yeah that that definitely helps so i think one of my favorite
1: going at it from a different Going at it the second time, one of my favorite things was having to be tactical about how to approach. You know, it was like the like the early Rainbow Six games, where you die very very quickly um, if you if you pick the wrong engagement or you f- if you come at it from the wrong direction. Um, but uh, I, I did l- I did get to the point where it's like okay, this is this is cool, and I I actually avoided more engagements than I actually uh, than I actually chose to to actually fight. There's, there's a couple of times where you don't have a choice, um, and it's more just trying to pick the timing of your engagement correctly so you don't get swarmed. Um, so instead, you can pick off a target, um, you can throw a pipe grenade out into its path, and you know, just being very tactical about how you approach it uh, became a real interesting challenge. It was almost like a bunch of mini puzzles set side by side. That you had to solve each one.
0: So, the the one thing that I liked about this is I think it, while graphically it doesn't meet, say, what most people expect from like a, oh, it's Terminator, so it's going to be a high budget. Kind of, no, it's a movie licensed game. Like, right. keep your, keep anybody from the early 2000s or before that should know, keep your expectations low <laughs> on that stuff. <laughs> they usually tend to be crap. But, yeah. The thing I like about this is exactly what you were talking about, though. You you don't engage as much as you think you would. Because that is the whole point of essentially the, the Terminator mythos, though. Mm-hmm. You pick your spots. Right. You, you, you don't... Oh, hey, there's three HK, <laughs> HK drones in the sky. You don't run and fight them. You, you, you weave it in and out and pick your spots to where you're going to engage that and be tactical about it and that's something i think a lot of reviewers and stuff that actually reviewed this game kind of missed on that boat Mm -hmm. because if you're you're the resistance you're fighting machines who basically want to wipe you out human race and and you
1: basically have unlimited resources
0: and you you are a finite resource i i you the person Because, you know, 3 billion dead in 1997, thank you for the 15 different times I've heard that monologue. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I think with that mindset, they created the atmosphere by making it have that. Because that's part of that survival mechanic. That, that, like, survival mentality.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, I, and, and I noticed some of the negative reviews about that, about that very thing as well. And I at this point after having after having played the game with kind of a reviewer mentality, it's like, oh no, 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 no. This isn't Terminator the movie. This is Terminator the cutscenes from from the future where you see him you know, walking walking through these mass graveyards of of skulls and dodging tanks and no one engage anything that flies once you switch that mentality it's much easier to understand what what's kind of expected of you as uh as the main character
0: yeah definitely and i think that i went into this with like so low expectations between the developer history i'm not gonna sugarcoat it like you can't you have to look at the track record you have to look at the track record of the source material the last decent Terminator game was literally the arcade cabinet that I was talking about. And that was based on the movie. Yep. <laughs> and that was an on the rail shooter. Yep. So for me, it, like you, it is definitely one of those. I think they nailed the atmosphere and like that survivor. We have the survive mentality. And if you look at the game through that lens, it's a little bit different than, Oh, it's not a running gun or it's an RPG light or any of the, you know, Whatever stuff you want to put in there so i definitely do agree with that uh if you had your biggest criticism though (laughs) other than the uh, other than the source material (laughs) uh, what would it be though um that's a great question um again this is from what you've just played not 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 what you foresee or anything just from your couple hours experience that you've played mm-hmm. so far
1: i don't think it's really fair for me to criticize the game beyond what we've said already um if there's one thing that i really don't like it was the the amount of language it just it's, it was excessive and, and i'm no prude i'm i it, you should you should hear the outtakes from pseudo show um <laughs> So I'm I'm no stranger to, to swearing when you get frustrated, but it was it just seemed excessive and it didn't really match the animation style. You have these really stiff, very animated characters that keep dropping the F bomb in your in your maybe not the F bomb, but they keep swearing over the comms. And it's just like this doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem necessary, it doesn't add anything. That's probably my biggest beef, but in reality, it's just it's one of those games that's just a little bit outside of of my my niche of video games that I enjoy, so i mean just beyond just beyond that, there's not much I can really say they did wrong or poorly uh, you know like you said other than the source material
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, even the people who make the source material can't get that right uh, <laughs> <laughs> even when they bring back the original guy. Uh, <laughs> Original guy, original female, and original director and producer. (laughs) There's a reason I do state that this game is better than all four of the last movies. In every way. I know that seems like faint praise, but it's actually, I mean that in the most sincere (laughs) form. Like if they were going to do a new Terminator type movie, I would have preferred something like this because it shows the parts that we've always seen kind of vaguely in the first two movies. Right. And anytime they've tried to do the future stuff, we get uh Terminator John Connor. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was, I was very disappointed by the reboot, but that's
0: what, so. which one <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, I'm with you. I think the, the, I don't uh, I don't necessarily think the language is the problem. I think it's, the frequency in which it's used, uh, I think, is when when every, uh, and by no means am I, like you, approved at all, anybody who knows me, <laughs> that some language just feels out of place. It's not so much that it's, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't necessarily not expect to hear the amount, but it's just where it's being laid out in kind of a structure of, like, mm-hmm. over the comms and, like, a story kind of element and it's just it feels very forced and like they're they're trying to force that r rated you know m rating and yeah that's probably my biggest one uh we didn't really get into the whole crafting thing because that's a 20 minute discussion about that short version you go around collecting crap like you would in fallout or skyrim or any of bethesda's games Mm -hmm. and you go and Craft stuff from it like a bethesda game like it, it, it's very bethesda rpg light is probably the best way to describe it and difference is at least this game isn't buggy as crap that takes modders to fix it um, <laughs> <laughs> Just it's almost like i've played every bethesda game that there possibly is <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like uh yes but with a more focus on story which is something that has always been a weak spot in every Bethesda game other than probably Prey. Actually, I haven't played
1: Prey. I'm, it's, it's kind of been on the bottom of my wish list for a while.
0: Uh, it's one of those games. I'll talk to you about that one after. <laughs> this episode of Gamester is brought to you by Bitwarden. Get started right now with your free account at bitwarden.com backslash DLN. A password manager is software that allows you to have the peace of mind knowing that your online accounts are safe. How does it do that? Well, securing your online accounts is very important because the best security practice for your passwords is to have different passwords for every account on every website that you go to. Sure, this makes sense as a policy, but without a password manager, that also makes things very, very painful to do. Bitwarden solves this by providing tools to store all your passwords in a secured vault. Auto-generate those passwords for you and even automatically fill in those passwords on login forms so you don't have to. You can access your data across many types of devices like your web browser, using your, their mobile apps, desktop applications, or even the command line. Bitwarden seals your private data with end-to-end encryption before it ever leaves your devices so you know that you're the only person with access to your data. Bitwarden is the password manager that I use and trust because in addition to all these great features, it's also 100% open source software. That's right, 100% open source, which means the features and security of their infrastructure can be vetted and improved by the community. They don't just stop there. They also bring in third-party security firms to audit their code to make sure it is secure as possible. Go to bitwarren.com slash DLN to get started. And did I mention you can get started for free? Well, you can, but I think you'll want to check out their premium accounts anyway because you get one gig of encrypted file storage, two-step logins with UbiKey, two-factor authentication, and Duo, Vault Health reports, Bitwarden Authenticator, and priority customer service. And you get all this for just ten bucks a year. Make the smart move, like many, from the DLN community and go to bitwarden.com slash DLN. This lets you get the peace of mind for your passwords and other sensitive data while also supporting a company that truly gets open source. Sign up for their $10 a year premium account to let them know you appreciate them for supporting open source and supporting the Gamesphere podcast. Go to bitwarden.com slash DLN and get started. Thanks again to Bitwarden for sponsoring Gamesphere. We've had some good, had some bad, a lot, a lot of higher expectations that we had than, or coming out of it after we've played mm-hmm. some of it than, at least that one I initially went in. Uh, so if you had to give this on a fifty rating, <laughs> yeah, out of fifty rating, where would you kind of structure that? You know, they always tell you go with your gut instinct, and when you said
1: fifty, for some reason thirty-seven came to mind it's it's pretty good it's not it's not a game that i'd likely stay up till four in the morning mm-hmm. playing and then going oh i should probably get to sleep it, it's not one of those but it's it's got a lot of potential and, and i only played through about the second uh the second map uh but uh it, it's it's got some potential it's got some moments that are really exciting um but it it's it just kind of fell short a little bit here and there but yeah, I don't know. Thirty-seven just came to mind.
0: So, for those that don't understand, like that 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 rating scale, it's because it translates to whatever one you want it to go to. It's like it's like running something through a compiler. Insert language here, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you want your fi- you want it based on a five five star scale. It's a it's a three point seven 3. star. 7
1: exactly
0: <laughs> if you want it on a hundred point scale it's you know it's your 74 if you want it if you want it on a there you go <laughs> and so it, it aims to try to please everybody but for me it's the most because there's really just five categories i base stuff on and each one's 10 points that's that's the logic oh, there you go that makes sense so for me i'm about in the same category i say about 35 so about a 7 out of 10 if you want the traditional gaming scale yeah. um it does a lot of stuff right. It does a lot of the atmosphere stuff right. It's not a game that I'm like, oh, I want to go back and play. It's not one of those kind of ga- Like I, I don't f- feel the need to go back and once I beat it, replay it kind of game. It's like one of those right. play it once and, okay, cool. I like the experience. It was good. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was a waste of my time. And if a game can not make me feel like I'm wasting my time, then I'm off for that. Uh, right. Uh, the one thing I will say is the price tag can be a little heavy for some people because... Uh, Movie license games are not cheap, uh, not generically known for being the bargain basement stuff. This is not a bargain basement game in that regard. Mm-hmm. It, it pretty much sticks around that thirty nine ninety nine, twenty nine ninety nine kind of structure. Uh,
1: but I will say that that if you throw it on your Steam list and, and wait for it to go on sale and pick it up for you know for a decent percentage off, it's it's if you like that that Fallout style game. And and if you want to just be in the Terminator universe, then then it's probably worth a playthrough. Um from for myself, I'm probably going to keep it on my system. I I'm fairly obsessive when it comes to uh finishing books and movies and games and stuff. So it's it's Wish probably one <laughs> <laughs> well, your your uh your backlog is much longer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's it's probably one that I'll keep on my system. And when the mood strikes me right, I'll I'll probably play, you know, a little bit here and there, but but it's it's not going to be in that, it's not going to be in the in the, you know, it's not going to be a 48 out of 50. Um, it's not going to be that game that I I, I obsess about logging in, making sure that I spend the 10 <laughs> minutes a day to get my daily experience pool or or like Elder Scrolls has has daily writs and, and uh and login rewards. I even if it's during my lunch hour, I will log in, collect those things on on Elder Scrolls, and and uh, and then just log back out. But it, it's it's something that I'm intrigued by the story, especially since I've only got about that two and a half hour. Uh, uh, that only spent about two and a half hours with the game so far. So it's probably something that'll go back and and see how it develops. Just because I've I've kind of exited that tutorial hand-holding phase Mm -hmm. so now that i've got much more open control of 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 the game of the world of how i progress uh it'll definitely get some more of my attention in the coming weeks
0: yeah definitely uh this to me is one of those games where it's like oh i got an hour like i can sit down and play this for an hour i don't know if i could do like like you said i don't know if i could do binge kind of like mentality with this game like Mm -hmm. do it all in one sitting kind of deal this is one of those I got an hour to kill as far as I'll play. I'll play some Terminator resistance. So uh, there's some good, there's some bad uh, Gave Our final thoughts. Uh, So where can people find you, Eric?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not hard to find. I'm on just about every social media platform. I think there is at it guy, Eric. Uh, You can go out to my website at it or not at, you can go to my website, itguyeric.com, and you can find me and Brandon Johnson over at the Pseudo Show, part of, a member of the uh, Destination Linux Network.
0: Which this show is also part of the Destination Linux Network. And it's always good having the, have co-hosts from other shows on. I enjoy talking to you guys, even though it's not as fun because you guys give the sarcasm back.
1: <laughs> yeah we've we've all hung around each other enough on on video streams just like this to know yeah. to know what to do
0: <laughs> uh for those that uh, you can find me at matt dln on twitter and other than that we'll catch you guys on the next episode thank you again eric
1: yeah thanks for having me on this was a this was a blast and, and a fun challenge <laughs> all right talk to you guys later